Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey into deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude out here feeling amazing because Friday, all y'all said with me, it's my day, damn it. That's right. That's how we're going to do it today. We're going to claim it. We're going to have an amazing day because we're going to have an amazing show. And you know we started off every single time with what's up with that dude. Well, yesterday was an adventure, y'all. Now, I had to take not one, not two, but all three of my itty-bitties to the dentist by myself. Let's say it all together again. To the dentist is enough. As a family, with the wife, right? But nah, she was working. She was filming by myself. So all three kids, obviously different. But let me just talk about this unique experience. Now, I can hear Chris Rock in my head right now. What you want, a cookie? Like, those are your kids. You're supposed to take care of them. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to take them to the dentist. But as we were walking in, and one kid takes off, runs right behind the desk, my other kid runs into a room and the other kid sits down. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Wow. The soundtrack that we're hearing is some little eight year old boy losing his mind. I hate the dentist. Ah, I'm never opening my mouth again. And my kids is just looking around and we are connecting in the same space, which is the way I grew up. If y'all act up in here, <laughs> I was just looking at myself, but y'all better act right. And literally, one by one in that chair, all of them perfect. No cavities. Oh, I'm so proud as a papa, right? Because I grew up, boy, this, this was yuck mouth. I don't know what kind of dental plan we had growing up, but it didn't help because we had some bad tephesis. But my kids so far so great and well adjusted. Other than that initial, hey, I'm excited to be here. They were well-mannered. Look at us doing a good job over there. After that, came back to the crib. Uh, had to go to a dinner in Hollywood Hills. No shuttle this time, so I was excited. Um, how do I describe these dinners? It's my guy, Kent Seaton, who's a lawyer, uh, runs a bunch of foundations out here, the Edward Charles Foundation. So you name the celebrity, you name the big timer, you name the entrepreneur, their nonprofit, he runs it, right? So I went to his dinner last night at his house, 
and 15, 20 people. When you are sitting at tables and hearing people say, yeah, um, I'm on my fourth venture. I exited three other companies, sold this one, semi-retired, still have the bug and the itch to help others. But these people are so wealthy, so well off, but with big hearts. I think what happens in this world a lot of times is with any issue, with any circumstance, the distance between us is a lot shorter if all we would do is extend our hand, extend our hand and say hello, be in those conversations, be in those rooms, be in those settings. So it's always fun to see that. It's been inspirational to me. A guy who, as we're looking out to Hollywood Hills home, you know, you're on top of the hill seeing the entire L.A. sunset and everything. And I'm like, damn, I grew up right there. But damn, that seemed worlds away, right? Few miles, but miles away. That was great. Went and finished the night off at the Havana room with my boy Josh Glass, my baller, my brother from another. We had a ball. Now, let's get into this show and talk a little ball. My man, Micah Parsons, y'all know who he is. That Dallas defensive end linebacker extraordinaire. I don't know what you call him. Just call him a beast. That dude is a beast on the field and on social media. He does not hold back. So he had to jump in on this Saquon Barkley conversation of why Saquon Barkley didn't sign his franchise tag. And he had his back. He's like, dog, don't sign the franchise tag. You don't believe me? Let's go here. Okay, somebody on Twitter went at him, Saquon saying, Barkley's first nine games, 931 rushing yards. Barkley's last eight, 359 rushing yards. Uh-oh. He was wearing down and not as effective in the final half of the season. Not weird shit, just facts. And also, a dictionary wouldn't hurt Mikey. <laughs> Clowning, right? Now, I know Michael Parsons, you know Penn State. Uh, let's just say um, his football was done in the class. Let's just say that or his class was done on the football field. I don't know because Michael Parsons does say some crazy stuff on Twitter like this. I mean, yeah, that's what happens when you're the best players on your team, you idiot. Two exclamation points. The scheme on Monday morning is we well, uh-oh, see, this is what he's talking about, the dictionary. We well not let Saquon Barkley, big bold, beat us. People just think we'd be out here playing free fall. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Boy, what is going on? That MF is that offense. Pay him. Okay, let's talk through this a little bit. Um, whoever this guy on Twitter is has a point. He has actually two points. One, you do need to get a dictionary. I mean, Mike, look, I love you, dog, but come on, man. Spell it right. And the second thing is, who cares about the first point? Uh, the second thing is, Micah is like, yo. You are Saquon Barkley, who has recovered from a catastrophic injury and still went out there and balled. But this guy on Twitter has a tremendous point. Look at his production and look at the dip in the production. We're not talking about a Super Bowl winning team. We're not talking about a team that has everything already answered. There are still huge question marks about this team, despite them playing well last year and some saying overachieving. You get a new coach like a Brian Daybow, He's a beast. All of a sudden, things start to click. But there were some issues. And one of the issues were Saquon Barkley and his production, latter part of the season, obviously everyone was focused in on him. But at the same time, was that because we were focused in on you, Saquon? Or 
are you not fully recovered from that injury? That's still a question mark that any franchise would use against you and to give them security would offer you the franchise tag. If I'm Saquon Barkley, do I sign the franchise tag? I've always been a minority on the franchise tag in terms of I like it. Like, I don't love it, but I like it. You know why? Gives me security and gives me another opportunity to go out there and get it. The only thing bad about it is you don't have the long-term security and the fear of injury. But as Dak Prescott showed us, you're going to get paid hurt or not, right? At that position. Saquon, you'll get paid hurt or not as long as they know when you're healthy, you're a baller. Last year, you were healthy for the whole season, but the first half, even you got to admit, looked a little different than the second half. Sign that franchise tag, dog. It's too much money to just leave on the table. Say no, 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 unless it's going to work. About to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. And now a Baltimore Raven. And Lamar Jackson is still a Baltimore Raven. I know the conversation makes us always think about what other team is interested in Lamar Jackson or where is he going? But you know, if all things stay still, Lamar Jackson will be a Baltimore Raven unless he holds out, right? So he has a job, he has security, but he also has the option of shopping his services, which he's doing right now, and someone else buying those services, what no one is doing right now. Why is that? That's just too heavy of a price tag, most are saying, excuse me, all are saying, except the Baltimore Ravens, basically. You know why? Because those two first rounders, in addition to that 200 million guarantee plus, whatever that number is, is just too hefty for organizations to swallow right now. Plus, it can be matched. So now, as you know, in any negotiation, let me help you guys out if you haven't heard this one. You never want to be first to set the number. Like negotiation 101 is always be the one that responds to the number, not the one that sets the number for many reasons. It could be psychological, like, oh, you sound a little thirsty. You may play yourself. You may shoot a number too high or worse, too low. You know, you ever heard somebody say they want something and you sitting there like, man, I don't, I don't know about that. And they say a number and you like, oh, really? You can have it. I wasn't thinking that. And that's the situation Lamar Jackson finds himself in. And the trickiest of it all is he has to do the shopping. His mother and him as representation. So that's kind of difficult as well. There's a community, there's the good old boys club of general managers out there. They all hang together, all got each other on speed dial, talk that talk, know that language and that code. And then you got a player in that same conversation trying to dial them up or his mother dialing them up. Let's just say that they're a little reluctant or they may be a little reserved in those moments and those conversations. But Odell Beckham Jr., wasn't really that concerned with all of that process. Want to know why? Because Odell Beckham Jr. gave a press conference. And in this press conference, ah, Odell says some things that let you know how the game is really played. The game is to be sold, not told. Let's see this. Odell on the possibility of playing with Lamar Jackson. You know what he said? The goal was to come here and have that possibility yeah to play with Lamar Jackson y'all hear me y'all hear me right possibility to play with Lamar Jackson no guarantees let's talk about 
while Odell Beckham Jr. didn't get assurances he played with Lamar Jackson, he's still excited about that possibility of them on the field together. He says, quote, I didn't get any assurances for anything. To me, it just was excited about the possibility of that. My thoughts will be that he would be here. Okay, let me hip y'all to the game, man. Because y'all know the song, get paid, y'all, homie, get paid, uh uh-huh. That is it. It's so crazy about athletics, professional athletics, now I can say even collegiate athletics with NIL, that players have to hide their pursuit for the money, their pursuit to get paid. It's like if you say it, if you show it, then it turns off the organization, and more importantly, it turns off the fan base. When what do you think we out here doing this for? To push a rap for, as Kanye said? Like, these dudes are in the pursuit of that purse, of that bag, but they can't show that they're thirsting for it. Never let them see you sweat while you're chasing that money, right? So Odell Beckham is obviously in the pursuit of that. He had a price, and he wanted teams to meet it, like Dallas before, right? And there was conversations with the Jets, etc. But Odell Beckham Jr. just proved to you what we call PPP, the three P's, right? It's price, place, and players when it comes to you going out there on the open market and shopping your talents. PPP, I'm a dog pound gangster, PPP. We used to say that all the time. Price, then it's place, then it's players. And the, the second and third, you can switch them. Some people like the players more than the place. Some people like the place more than the players. Who cares? But you know what doesn't switch? That price, right? Saquon Barkley, I don't want to sign a franchise tag. Why? Because of the money. Because of the lack of security. It's not the place. It's not the players. It's the price. Odell Beckham, I am going to sign with the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, before you sign, um, this is Eric DaCosta. Before you sign, no guarantees Lamar going to be here. He's like, is this a pen that works? <laughs> what, I, what does that matter? What are you talking about? And it's okay for fans to understand that, and it's okay for you players to show that. This dude is talking about the balancing act that we all have to have in our lives, and these players are showing you as well. It's this selfish and selfless balancing act, and I hate that dance that you got to portray. What does self? fish and selfless have in common self right you always looking out for you and it's okay boo boo you always got to put yourself first so when Odell is signing a contract to play with the Baltimore Ravens and to play with Lamar Jackson he has two thoughts he has two interests a two-sided concern one is for him and Lamar that relationship that's going to translate on the field right I'm playing with a former MVP. I'm playing with a baller. I'm playing with a beast. But he's also still signing if Lamar shops his services and is elsewhere. Oh, I'm playing for the Baltimore Ravens. This next quarterback gonna have him a great receiver. So he's thinking about the y'all, but he's always thinking about the you, the him, the OBJ of it. So it's okay. I saw through it. I read through it. I heard it. You heard it as well. Odell was signing in Baltimore regardless of Lamar Jackson. Certainly it helps if he's there, but you know what helps even more? How much they offered him. About to talk about Rich Paul. 
somebody I tremendously respect too, because Rich Paul, talking about, woo, making it happen, Captain. Rich Paul is one of those dudes, man. You talk about LeBron James making it, obviously, being the one who offered opportunities to his boys. And we always hear about these stories of how the crew brings the athlete down. John Morant comes to mind, right? Like, we blaming the crew when maybe it's John Morant, maybe it's something else. But the crew always gets the bad rap, right? Oh, they're just hanger-ons and they're just doing nothing good for you. And then there's this story, what a Rich Paul and obviously what he's been able to do in Maverick and LeBron James leading the way, just opening up the doors and then them getting into those rooms and making deals happen. Salute and respect to them. But Rich Paul was on Kai's stream. So one of the gamers out there or some dog, you should see this. His live chat while he's streaming, it looks like the stock market, just names and just thousands of people just chiming in on it. And I was like, dog, this is next level crazy, right? And they were talking about the GOAT debate. So Kai asked him about who he thinks the GOAT is. Now, a little loaded question because Rich Paul not only represents half of the NBA, but he also represents LeBron James, right? So you think he's just going to go and say it's LeBron and then ride off into the sunset with that answer. No, no, no. Oh, he got a little more nuanced than that. Let's get some of these quotes out there. He's like, you see these guys on TV every day speaking about rings. Well, if it's about the rings, then it's drums. Bill Russell, right? And everyone in the GOAT conversation always says Jordan LeBron. And then you get a cat in there who knows his basketball throws Kareem's name in there as well. But typically it's those three, right? Bill Russell? And it's interesting. I know where Rich Paul is going because he even highlighted the guys on TV every day. He's talking about the people with the platform, the loudest voices. They always stand on the premise, Michael Jordan over LeBron because of the rings. And all Rich Paul is doing is pulling their cards like, okay, you're right. Because you know Rich Paul really want to say LeBron. So he's like, oh, oh, it's about the rings. <laughs> Got you, big dog. Well, then it's Bill Russell. And then it gets quiet. And people start saying, well, it is not Bill Russell. Why? Uh, uh, I'm listening. He was a great player, right? One of the best players on the team, if not the best player. More defensive than offensive-minded, but still a monster. All-around player, player coach. 11 rings. I'm listening. Oh, so you want to get off the rings conversation. Ah, Rich Paul got him on the run, he feels. Now, he talks about how, quote, LeBron has been in the finals for half of his career. Hmm. So if we're not going to go explicit rings conversation, because then it's Bill Russell, you're going to say, well, a 6-0 in the finals, perfect in the finals. Then he's like, well, let me give you consistent excellence and a guy who's always in that position, even though he hasn't been perfect in the finals. So he still got you on the move a little bit, right? And this is really pointed at people on television. No names, but certainly those with the loudest voices. He said, it's an older generation on TV with those slots. They never going to give LeBron that credit. Hmm. Hear that? Old cat grew up watching Jordan and he on TV. He been there 20, 30 years. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. I don't even want to hear. After I saw Michael, the book was closed. Y'all ever catch when people say that? You're like, dog, 
Why should I trust your opinion then if you close the book after this guy was done? You imagine if me, track and field, my favorite sport, y'all know it. Oh, after Jesse Owens, it's a wrap. Hey, come on, Jesse Owens, stop it. Nobody else gonna touch him. Well, Carl Lewis has something to say about that, right? Usain Bolt has something to say about that, right? And the point is, this world keeps spinning and you gotta keep evolving with it. So you gotta enter other people in the conversation. He also went on to say, we can move this furniture around any way you want to, to make this conversation fit your argument and make it comfortable for you. And that's when I know, whoo, he got some people in mind. He just is trying to play the politically correct role. Ah, I hate when agendas go first. Cause when you got an agenda, all you're looking for is things to glue to it to prove your point instead of looking at the facts speaking those facts and then letting that be the objective truth let that be your point you get it Kendrick Perkins got caught up in this a little bit when he had an agenda or at least he wanted something to be said slanted about the MVP and, and Jokic he was like this and I'm gonna go 1990 on even though Magic Johnson black guy <laughs> 1989 won the damn MVP with the same statistics outside the top 10 in scoring, etc. I digress. Point being, when you know you want to say something, you can say anything because there's always going to be some form of evidence, even in coincidence, that supports your argument. So he just ends it like this. He's like, look, I'm not going to get into the politics of who's the best because at the end of the day, that's just there opinion media's opinion what's your opinion who is the goat to you for real is it michael jordan is it michael jordan and you close the book after jordan or is the book still open you say no it's still michael jordan is it lebron james is it bill russell is it kareem abdul jabbar it's just hilarious that the criteria doesn't conveniently fit any one of those four guys perfectly right you say rings Bill Russell, you say, no, 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 all around greatness. LeBron's like, I'm right here. No, you say, no, no, perfection when it matters most. And then you sit there like Jordan's like, okay, I'm right here. And then you say, no, no, best to ever do it. All levels, any levels. Kareem's like, I got you, baby, with the hook. Crazy conversation that I swear will never end. But I'll be in those comments to see what you guys got to say about that. Kind of sober right now. I say kind of because uh, I had a couple last night. And um, when I do this story, I'm going to have a couple talking through this story right now. Talking about baseball alcohol sales. Wow. Didn't think we would have a real issue on this one. But it's interesting how there's unintended consequences no matter what you do in this world, what you do in this life, right? So everyone in the offseason was like, make baseball games faster right? Speed up the game. That will help. We've heard all kind of tidbits about the baseball game to improve the product, right? We've Fewer games. Let's just make sure it's fewer games. Oh, make sure that everyone could play against each other. That will be better. More interdivisional games, etc. right? Then we heard speed up the game. And we all know about the clock now and etc. One of the unintended consequences of speeding up the game is, remember, we can't sell alcohol after the seventh inning. And all of a sudden, the seventh inning was different in time because the game is going faster now. So there's a time versus inning conversation based on alcohol. 
You want to know what I'm talking about? Well, Matt Strom is going to talk through it. This is Matt Strom, pitcher of the Phillies, who says this. Quote, the reason we stopped selling alcohol in the seventh before was to give our fans time to sober up and drive home safe. Correct? Mm-hmm. So now with a faster-paced game, if the game is going to finish quicker, will we not move the beer sales back to the sixth inning to give our fans time to sober up and drive home? Question mark. Mm. Instead, we're going to the eighth. And now you're putting our fans and our family at risk. Driving home with people who have just drank beers 22 minutes ago. Wow. Now, Major League Baseball games have been considerably shorter this season, largely thanks to a series of rules changes I was talking about, especially that pitch clock, right? Through the first week and a half of the season, the average game time was down 31 minutes on track to be the sport's lowest since 1984. To combat that time crunch, at least four teams, Diamondbacks, Rangers, Twins, and Brewers, have extended alcohol sales through the eighth inning, right? This could be a tricky one, right? This could actually take you back to, what, 11th grade or trigonometry or something. You're like, huh? What's going on? Okay, basically, baseball games in average were, two years ago, three hours, 11 minutes. Last year, three hours, six minutes. This year, two hours and 36 minutes on average, right? So the seventh inning has now come, obviously, faster. So the natural response to, oh, wow, only two hours went by, and this is the seventh inning, whereas before it used to be two hours, 20 minutes. Oh, keep selling it. Keep selling it. It's too early. Keep selling it. But then the game is going to end. (laughs) And you sold it closer to the end of the game, which Matt Strom is pointing out, which means that person is only 22 minutes away from vroom, vroom, and not calling Uber, correct? So he has a tremendous premise right here. Now, the only counter to that is you're going to have to make sure that you stop selling the beers based on time, not based on inning. And they adjusted. At least four teams did. They was like, but they went the wrong way. They were like, all right, let's go to the eighth inning, right? Just to get it closer. And Matt Strong pointed that out. He was like, nah, that's actually the opposite direction we need to take this. You need to take it sixth inning. Therefore, based on time, they have a greater distance or at least a distance on par to years past. You did it so that they could sober up slash the conduct of having too many beers, eighth, ninth inning, when the game's on the line or the contest will be decided, etc. Man, it's crazy. Baseball, all they want to do is speed up the game. And then, of course, while you're at the game, make a lot of money selling a lot of alcohol. But this is an issue they have to address because now the players are speaking out and the teams are going in a different direction. So, obviously, we know the smart play is for you to say six inning, right? Because we know by time that will be consistent to years past. But this is not that easy, not that simple, not that convenient because you're talking about adults who, if they're not at a baseball game with an alcohol sales curfew, they could be somewhere else. And at that place, is there an alcohol sales curfew? No. At that place, the establishment closes. We can't sell anymore. That's it. But the game is still going. The game is still open. 
it's funny because I used to go to games and they didn't have that seventh inning rule or they didn't have like a Charger games or games I go to now end of the third quarter or the Raider game especially. Raider game is halftime. They're like no more beers at the halftime. They don't care if you're drunk or not. They just know that this is going to cause some problems because the Raider fans are so crazy. But some part of it does feel restrictive. Like, dog, I know what I'm doing. I got me. Like, there's a day before this and there's a day after this and I'm okay. But then if you say that and then something happens, how would you feel? You would feel crazy. You would feel bad and you would look at this rule like it needs to be adjusted. So I am fully with Mastrom in this one because I'd rather be safe than sorry. And not just me, the we. So baseball, stop going the other way, trying to get some more money out of it and then say, oh, well, the games are faster. So we just got to move it back a little more. No, move it ahead so you can make sure you protect your product, not just on the field, but in the stands. All right, y'all, y'all know how we finish every show with a Wiley-ism. Let's get this one out for my man, Ralph. What's up, Waldo? What it do, boy? What you do, speak so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. Yes, yes, yes. What you do speak so loudly that I can't hear what you say. We all know that, man. I swear, if you can go through life and not get persuaded by words, by rhetoric, right? But you actually go past that dimension and just watch what they do. Oh my God, you will see so clearly now. I mean, everything crystallizes when you just map on what they do. I give you an example. Okay, you're on the phone. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm about to just go kick it with my boy real quick. I'll call you in about two hours. All right, bye-bye. You don't call back. You said you were going to call in two hours. Then when you call, oh, my bad, I got caught up, I got caught up. That's the moment. That's the moment you're like, oh, you got caught up, but you said around two hours. Even And I know I've been that person who said, I'm going to call somebody back, and I didn't. I remember at some point to call them back, and I still don't. My actions are speaking louder than my words. When someone doesn't call you, when they ghost you, and then they're like, oh my God, so slammed. Just imagine if you were somebody that they really wanted to talk to, right? Would they do that to, I don't know, The Rock or J-Lo, I don't know what the hell, whoever that person is, someone they're really fancying in their world, Beyonce. Oh, yeah, yeah, Beyonce, my bad, it just slipped my mind. You know what I'm saying? So people show you your value to them through their actions. But the words is almost like a rope. It's almost like, hey, hold on to this. Hang on to this till I figure you out. Well, I'm going to let go of the rope because your actions are going to be what hold me, not your words. So always look at life, if you can, through that next dimension. Make sure you can see what they're doing, not just hear what they're saying. Because what you do speaks so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. All right, that's going to do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! You want to keep the conversation going? I know you do. Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. That's right. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley. That's me, that dude. Paul Anderson and Nick Panella. Ah, Marcellus Wiley. Thanks for listening. Thanks for those reviews. Keep them coming, man. I read every single one of them reviews. All what I got. 182 of them. (laughs) Something crazy. Um, I love y'all, man. There's more coming from more to it. Talk to you hella soon.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.